Hey, before we kick off this episode, I just wanted to mention that this was recorded prior to Betty White passing away. Obviously, today this is releasing on her birthday. We definitely talked about that in the episode. I'm sitting here with Brentinski actually for the first time since she passed away. Uh, Brent, did you have anything you wanted to to say about the her passing? You know, I think I mentioned before that you know I've considered our recording schedule to be like a blessing and a curse. And normally it's a blessing because our listeners get a new episode every single Monday. You know, but it's a curse because our listeners get a new episode every single Monday. <laughs> um, you know, with recent events, that blessing slash curse thing has shifted a bit in the curses that were horrendously out of date, you know. But, you know, we're blessed in that you guys have spent the last, I don't know, month or so, you know, basking in all the, you know, nice things people have said about Betty. And it was just really heartwarming to me to just read all the little tributes and the obituaries and stuff like that. Indeed, yeah. And also just to notice that, like, you know, it was just all this universal praise. But even, like, just... I normally stay away from the comments section, you know, because I'm sane. But even sort of wading into that, <laughs> it's like the trolls took bereavement leave as well. Oh, wow. Yes, I thought that was really nice of them. That, yeah, is, that is an outstanding thing yeah. to mention. Yeah. Almost shocking in all honesty. <laughs> it, is, it is. So, you know, thank you, Betty, for, you know. She left She left the worst of them speechless. That's, yeah. that's talent right there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Ski, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, just kind of piggybacking on what you guys have said and what other people have told uh, the world about her. I'm um, just kind of saying, you know, she had an outstanding career, long, you know, very, very storied, uh, legendary even, and uh, touched the lives of everyone that knew her mm-hmm. and uh, kind to all the people and the animals that she knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's like four and a half billion years old and mm-hmm. we got to share it with Betty. So That's yes. right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, we got yeah, that was... sliver of uh, time, right? Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're living in a better world because at the time, Betty was still living in it. And, uh, you know, continue to stay golden. of Sophia's oh. Choice, a Golden Girls <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I am Alan uh, with a uh, grumpy Brent. <laughs> Not really grumpy, just uh, mildly agitated that I didn't say hello so that he could interrupt me. Well, that's why I was going to ask you to give me a moment so I could figure out how I was going to interrupt you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> then I got all He's just enthusiastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes, joined by Brent and, of course, Ski. Hello, friends. And uh, today we're going to be going over Season 4, Episode 23, Rites of Spring. Mm-hmm. be our normal format with Ski giving a uh, recap and us uh, naming our MVPs and rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of uh, getting pretty close to the end of Season 4. Correct. So yeah, it's uh, kind pretty of exciting. Close, yes. um, <gasps> had a, a few little uh, listener interactions to nice. mention. Those are always my favorites. Yeah, we, we had a, a, a pretty... You know, good amount of them. I, I'll actually probably space them out over a couple episodes, okay. but... We had a couple new followers on Instagram, too. Oh, did we? Yeah. yeah. See, I always wonder on that, though, because Instagram seems like a thing where people follow a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I 
I know that we do have a handful of our listeners mm-hmm. who also follow us on yeah, Instagram, yeah. but I think that we have a lot of Instagram followers that do not listen to the podcast. And I think a lot of them, you know, listen to the podcast and then stop following us and stop listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like, we, we started off hot and heavy on the uh, Instagram, but it's uh-huh. uh, cooled down considerably. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth on, you know, like kind of our, our future endeavors once we get past this mm-hmm. and if there will be mm-hmm. any yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> podcasting realm. And the one thing I always kind of come back to is that it's like, we're just so poor at self-promotion. <laughs> so you never know. I mean, we got three seasons to kind of figure it out um, <laughs> and to see if we can promote ourselves better. Exactly. Um, it's our own fault for putting Ski in charge of that. Yeah. He misheard. I'm in charge. Self-pleasure. <laughs> what? Oh, well. <laughs> I've, he, been, I've he, been trying hard, okay? Yeah, he, he's a champion at that. Yes. <laughs> so. Every hour on the hour, <laughs> whether he wants it or not. Wow, that'd be... That'd be a lot of chafing. Yeah, especially for a man of 43. <laughs> That's impressive. Huh? Yeah. But anyways, well, just a couple things, uh, like I said, to mention. Uh, Brent, you did from Tammy. You got a, oh, yeah. a, a happy birthday wish. Oh, thank you, Tammy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we discussed that. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. if she was catching up or if it was mm-hmm. when we were discussing, yeah. you know, but either way. Oh, I know what it was. I had posted a picture. The picture, there was the episode that I would given you that Florida man yeah, shirt. Yeah. And so I posted that picture. So it was kind of in response to that. Nice. And thank you, I, Tammy. I, I did say thank you on on uh, your behalf, okay. and, and then I passed along to you. Yeah. Uh, then you also Message got received. <laughs> uh, Stacy also sent one saying, "Hope your birthday was happy." Brent. It was, yes. and I said uh, it actually was really terrible, and it's very insensitive for her to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, that, as far as I know, it did go well, and it did. Yeah, you appreciated it. Yeah, thank you, Stacy. And she said that she's uh, always looking for ways to be insensitive and glad that wishing him happy birthday. Accomplish that task. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. Oh yeah, and we had a um, another interaction from a uh, CJ. It, it was hey, CJ. I, I don't know if I was confused by it or if it was put in a slightly confusing way. Okay, um, but he he made a comment saying, "Thank you for putting everyone's name on the episode description with proper spelling." Oh, um, which I mean in in the episode description, I assumed yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that he meant. And uh, I was like, yeah, happy to be of service. And he said, well, now I can interact more because I know how to spell the host names, Alan, Ski, and Brent. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Prince's production was always cutting edge musically. Oh, uh, and I was like, oh, you know, you're preaching to the choir, um, especially when it comes to Brent, that mm-hmm. we're fans, but you're the aficionado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I assumed his initial comment was about the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was like, well, that's an odd thing to compliment yeah, us yeah. on. Um, but then I guess it was about us. But I'm thinking, well, we've had it. Like, I literally just copy and paste it and then change parts of it, <laughs> you know, for the entire 100 yeah. episodes that we've done is, so far. So it's always written there, basically. Yeah, it always says our names. Is, is it always Alan, Ski, and Brent? Yeah, it literally always says, it says Alan, Ski, and Brent, recap and review, season, whatever. And then that's where it changes from that point. Gotcha. Um, Save best for last if no. you're getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> Big finish. <laughs> Well, because people start reading, you know, as you're always concerned when people are listening, they also start reading and they're like, Alan, Ski is? Oh, okay. Shoo, Brent. Exactly. There's synopsis or a roller coaster of emotions. Right. I have wondered if I should put 
because it's always a little jokey. I mean, it kind of if uh-huh. someone is a fan of the show, uh-huh. then they maybe would be able to be like, oh yeah, I remember that episode. Um, uh-huh. Even if the title of the episode itself yeah. didn't immediately uh-huh. trigger it, but a lot of times they're kind of jokey. I've, I've always wondered if if it would be better if I was more literal of like you know Blanche and uh-huh. you know. Rose try to write a book about a tiger, uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I, I feel like it's just more in in line with the nature of our yeah, yeah. recaps anyway. So um, anyway, one last thing I wanted to mention before we uh, thank you for writing in CJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, I always indeed. appreciate it when CJ writes in. I'm um, actually two more things to mention. One, uh, we got a comment from Mario saying this week's episode was really golden, especially the nonstop one-liners of all three about uh, Trudy faking her death. <laughs> and uh, keep up the good work and happy yes. holidays. Thank you, which Mario. We're recording this uh, two days before Christmas, but this is coming out mid-January, yeah, yeah. just so people know. Yeah, January 17th. Yep, exactly. And then, uh, and I thanked him for his kind words, as always. And then we also got a, a holiday wishes from um, from Angel. Oh, nice. Yeah, saying, uh, Back at you. Keep making those awesome shows. The Golden Girls would have loved it. Uh, take care. And then she also sent pictures of her uh, three cats as well. So her nice. and her husband and their three cats. Okay. And I said, uh, you know, thanks and happy holidays to the five of you as well. Nice. So. What are the cats' names of the cats? Uh, Anna, Tuxie, and Yoda. Nice. Those are excellent. kind of fun. Yeah, excellent names. Yeah, yeah. You guys had a dog named Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we gave that dog to my mom because I, we feel, we realized at the time Yoda was a pug, and she uh-huh. was a good dog. Yeah. Um, but we also realized at the time that we just weren't really in a place to have a, a, full, a pet uh-huh. like that because we were younger and mm-hmm. out and about quite a bit more so yeah. and also i think that sherry just didn't fall in love with the pug um and so between not having really enough time to feel like we were being good pet owners mm-hmm. and also her not having like a huge immediate attachment mm-hmm. um it just worked out better to pass her on to my mom but my mom loved her and was a great owner to that's her yeah so, that's good. Um, and she lived a long well, life for a pug she, she's had pugs before too haven't no, you? that was her first pug she, she had always wanted a pug so it kind of worked out there too and then they bought another pug subsequently well so, i thought you had wendy and yeah wendy and christy but they were a pekingese and a shih tzu okay okay so yeah they're smaller dogs too though a, right yeah that was back when i was a, a young lad I couldn't remember what kind <laughs> they were do you think Sherry was maybe just doing that so she could show you that she can drop you like a bad habit as well? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you better fly right, buddy. If, if that was her intention. Any, in, right. any given day, right? <laughs> exactly. What would yeah. you say, though? I said if, if, if that was her intention was to, you know, <laughs> to try to show me how replaceable I was or just how, you know, I, I don't know. I, she never showed that much uh, affection towards the dog. Um, or she just like I said, she never really connected with her. Gotcha. I mean, she she was loving towards her, or whatever, but yeah. it was never like a big connection. Mm-hmm. So if her and I had that same level of connection, I don't think we would have lasted that long anyway. <laughs> gotcha. so, hey, you want to get married? Uh, sure, I guess. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Not doing anything else right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, well, before we get into, I've got the interactions out of the way, but I do have a couple last things before we get okay. into the episode. Okay. Uh, first off, I have a Christmas present for you, Brent. Oh, thank you. So I'll put a picture of this after you open it. Um, <laughs> it says, to Brent from management. Thank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you. I am excited to see this now as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very nice wrapping paper, by the way. Ski will get presents from us as well, but him and his wife get presents from us separately, so you won't hear it on the podcast. Okay. Very nice. It's a Little People Big Dreams Prince. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Isabel Sanchez Vegara, illustrated by Cache Jack. See, so, yeah, I figured that was something that by, you... Illustrated by who? Pat Sajak. 
That's what I thought you said. No, uh, Cache Jack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah, um, thank you. I was so excited about Pat Sajak. Yeah. Well, I have Christmas presents for the two of you. Oh, You'd okay. like to go do those now? Yeah, certainly. Um, I did not bring any today. I'm oh, sorry. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. I just knew I wasn't going to see you two. And um, this is one that you don't need to post pictures of. Oh, okay. I'm going to collect them back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they're more like Christmas loners. <laughs> so um, you, I, I purchased three of these, okay. one for each of you, and then one for myself. All right, very nice. So um, there you go. Oh, oh. very cool. <laughs> so these are, Brent has given us, that's awesome. It's a Golden Girls paint by numbers. <laughs> or I assume it's a paint by numbers. Yes, I guess it could. Oh, okay. so. oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, paint by numbers. Very cool. So I was thinking if the two of you painted yours and I paint mine, mm-hmm. I'll post all three on the Instagram. Very nice. And then people can vote as to who the best artist is. <laughs> I'll post them anonymously. Oh, of okay. So are you going to try to uh, align it then with around January 17th and this will be hitting? Correct, yes. Okay, so yep. yeah. So when you're hearing this, within a day or so, hopefully we will also have our art projects complete. Correct. Yep. And you so you then, send us homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you've got a couple weeks to oh, get yeah, it done. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Well, I'm off next week, so I, this should be a real Rembrandt when I'm done with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's very exactly. cool. That's thank very you. cool. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, you guys. checking Sherry's hands for paint under her fingernails. To <laughs> yeah, she's definitely a far more talented artist than I am. She's been doing quite a bit of paint in the last mm-hmm. year yeah. and a half, two years for now. For sure. Um, so did you, I do have one other gift for you guys. Um, now, this is not for me. This is actually from my sister, Amy. She, she. Yes. Got these for the three of us. Yes. Um, who she's she has definitely listened in the past uh, mm-hmm. many times, but I don't know if she's a regular listener yeah. now. Although I think my mom has now become more regular since she retired, so she okay, is nice. I think catching up on our episodes. Nice. So she's like went back to where she stopped off and she's getting caught back up. Well, she was starting to near the end of her time in the post office um, on her ride to and from work because she okay. had like a forty-five minute gotcha. drive to and from okay. work. And so then she, I believe, has continued to do so <laughs> in retirement. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think she's gotten a pretty decent amount of way through. I don't think she's yeah. caught up yet, gotcha. but eventually she'll get to these. Yeah. Well, so. with, with the fact that uh, you'll definitely see her sooner than I will probably, mm-hmm. please apologize to her for any lewd or uncomfortable comments <laughs> I've made <laughs> I will definitely. in our episode. Yes, please apologize to her on my behalf for anything that Ski has said. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll welcome back Julie. Indeed. So uh, so my sister got us each a Golden Girls-themed tins of mints. Um, nice. Oh, very cool. So, um, so they each have a different uh, a different cast member on that. So Brent, uh, Brent got the uh, blank or excuse me the rose one. It says uh, back in Saint Olaf mints. Uh, enjoyed the enjoy the bold Viking flavor after General Vulcan cake. <laughs> Say that again. The what? Uh, General Vulcan cake. I, I think it means the bold <laughs> the bold Viking flavor. <laughs> oh, enjoy the bold Viking flavor after General Vulcan cake. Okay. And how about your and ski got Blanche. Blanche's Southern Charm mints. <laughs> Keep your mouth ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the Sophia's at Judgments. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Picture it, Sicily, nineteen twenty-two. An attractive peasant girl finds refreshing flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome. Yeah. So, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Um, so yeah. So that's uh, everything. Sorry to you know clog. Did anyone up the, get Dorothy? What's that? Did she get? She didn't get a Dorothy. I don't know if they had a Dorothy or um, or not. Oh Lord! <laughs> I might gotta be having to hear rattling now. <laughs> Stop so. the old tapping. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if I wonder if anybody ever because I know I gave you shit about it early on, mm-hmm. and you you do seem to have overcome it, yeah. <laughs> um, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brent used to have a bit of a tendency to scrape his thumbnail on <laughs> or, or any other thing. See, there it goes, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't have a headset on, so he couldn't hear, mm-hmm. it, and I could hear it as if somebody was scraping on right on my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it translated quite as much through to the actual recording, thankfully, uh-huh. but it just kind of grated on you. Yeah, and I think it, it transferred through a little bit to the recording, yeah. but. Anyways, that's that's long in the past. Yeah. So that was season one shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now here we are, nearly through season four. Yeah, but it was just his, his early Foley work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just insane. working on his Kevin Winslow, exactly, uh, or Michael Winslow. Michael, Michael yeah, Michael, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Thank you, Amy, for the mints. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. So yeah, so with all that out of the way, um, and uh, much appreciation to all of our listeners out there who've uh, contacted us. We have some more interactions that we'll go over in our next episode as well. Um, and, and I hope everybody, I, I know we probably already said this before, but for us, you know, we're, we're now right upon, uh, Christmas. So I hope that, uh, Christmas or whatever holidays, uh, that you do or don't celebrate went well for you. And, um, and now I hope in the middle of January, things are off to a great mm-hmm. start. Yeah. Indeed. Happy so. 2022. Mm-hmm. So Ski, if you'd like to go ahead and take away, take it away for the recap. Certainly. All right. As he stated before, this was season four, episode 23, uh, entitled Rites of Spring, which... Seems aptly named because the original air date was April 29th, uh, 1989, mm-hmm. so right in springtime. Uh, it was written by Eric Cohen and uh, directed by Terry Hughes. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dorothy enters the kitchen to see Sophia eating pasta for breakfast. Uh, when she questions her on uh, her choice, you know, what are you, why are you eating that for breakfast, Sophia explains that she uh, needs to gain weight as she's dropped to 98 pounds. Wow. From 99 pounds. <laughs> Uh, Dorothy tells her mom that worrying about a single pound is ridiculous, but Sophia protests that uh, she hasn't lost weight for uh, 50 years and she needs to gain it back, or she needs to gain back what she's lost to regain her sense of self. Mm. Blanche enters and uh, reminds Dorothy that it's only two weeks until an upcoming beach party, uh, which means they'll have to uh, be seen in their swimsuits. She tells them that she tried on the bikini from last year and thinks it'll be okay, but wants their opinion. She opens a robe. Uh, the camera does not show this, of course. Right. But uh, she asks if she can still, quote, pull it off. And Dorothy responds that she'd be surprised if she could cut it off. Yeah, that was a really great Dorothy <laughs> line. I think almost everybody, Sophia doesn't get really any um, harsh lines, but all three of the others, yeah. they get at least one good zinger for, <laughs> for their yeah. uh, weight concerns or whatnot. Uh, clearly upset by this comment, Blanche asks if uh, she's implying that she's maybe gained some weight. Sophia tells her there's only one way to find out, and she breaks <laughs> out the scale that she had weighed herself with earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche stands on it, and Sophia, uh, who is peeking a little bit, mm-hmm. gasps, commenting that uh, she didn't see the actual weight, but the first rebound went into the low 120s. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that line. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy tells her that uh, she just needs to, uh, a spring tune-up of sorts, mm-hmm. and Blanche suggests that uh, she weigh herself as well when Dorothy says that, oh, she doesn't need one. Yeah, I think there was a line saying that uh, she should put her money where her mouth is if there isn't already a sweet roll there. (laughs) (laughs) Dorothy steps on the scale and asks, you know, nobody to look. However, at that exact moment, Rose walks in the kitchen, kind of peeps down and says that she always thought, oh, I thought she had to pass zero to get to that number. (laughs) Dorothy uh, says the scale is obviously broken. And Rose agrees after, quote, that kind of punishment. Yeah, that was a great Rose line, too. Like I said, I mean, they're all... uh, Jokes that I don't know how well they would do in today's day yeah. and age, but they were 
Well, remember Great how badly harsh, they harsh ta- they they treated uh, Blanche's, Blanche's daughter. daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Of. Poor Becky. Yeah. I know. Golden's got it easy. <laughs> At least in this one, all three of them get a zinger, um, yes. as opposed to just everyone piling on poor Becky. That's uh, right. Uh, Dorothy then challenges Rose to jump on as well, though Rose believes that she'll weigh the same she, as she did on her wedding day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she steps on there, they all in tandem say, Moo! <laughs> uh, Blanche admits that the, the group could probably all use to stand uh, or stand to lose a few pounds and that they can just start now uh, since the party's in two weeks. Right. They got uh, a little bit of time. Dorothy asks how they're going to pull that off, and Rose comments that they could all join a hell club. Uh, they balk at this idea, citing a previous attempt, and then we go into a flashback. This mm-hmm. is one of those episodes where yep. we got a little vignettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, we see the girls walk into a lobby of a clean, kind of modern-looking gym uh, with a lady in classic 80s tights behind the, behind the reception desk. Uh, Rose comments that uh, the place looks nice, but Blanche is a little upset that it's only for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asked what was wrong with the uh, co-ed gym that they had just checked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy claims that it was uh, really just a hangout for people wearing skimpy outfits uh, to flirt and get phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And Blanche disagrees, pointing that she wasn't wearing anything skimpy, but she got all these. It shows yeah. a handful of numbers. I know. She had quite quite the handful. Um, <laughs> you know, which, I mean, Blanche is an attractive lady, but it seemed like an unreasonable amount of numbers <laughs> that she got <laughs> in whatever amount of time they would have been checking out this gym. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's just one of those things where the guys who are going there are going there intentionally to meet women. Yeah, it could be. And so they just have like, you know, like lost cat posters there in their lockers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, want to date me? And you tear off the little number. Right. (laughs) Or maybe they just all walk around with like a case of business cards with them. Yeah, she did like splay them out like they were like uh, collector cards. (laughs) Yeah, well, because they're all like the exact same size. Yeah. So (laughs) maybe it's part of the gym membership. You get, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, some hookup cards to pass out. I mean, is it... (laughs) This is a time pre-Tinder and pre, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whatnots. But. Yeah. Uh, the woman behind the desk approaches them and asks if they need anything. Uh, Blanche says that if you uh, say, oh, see, if you go to a women's gym, you get hit on by women. Mm. Uh, the lady, whose name is Yvonne, clarifies that, oh, no, I work here. Blanche apologized, saying that she really didn't mean to imply anything. Although, she definitely did. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> uh, Rose then pipes in, saying that, uh, oh, no, she simply thought you must have been a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two girls are clearly embarrassed by this. Uh, Dorothy states that uh, they've been looking for a gym to join, and uh, ask you know she asks what type of exercises they would be interested in. Uh, they reply that they just want to lose a few pounds and kind of tone up uh, to fit into summer wear mm-hmm. and winter wear and every other kind of wear. <laughs> uh, Yvonne suggests that they try aerobics, and that stretches and tones all their muscle groups, mm-hmm. uh, which is what she says she does herself. She continues that they have a beginner's group starting in 15 minutes, and with some hard work, they can be in shape just like her. Right. Uh, she then goes back behind the desks and talks about uh, getting the girls some workout outfits. Rose tells her, oh, no, they brought their own sweats. Uh, but Yvonne tells them that if they're serious, they really need to wear the right clothes. Mm-hmm. And she proceeds to attempt to uh, upsell them to some pricey shoes. Uh, the girls push back, citing the high cost. Yvonne says, you know, that they do have cheaper brands, but anyone who is serious wouldn't even consider them, which is the old classic bait and switch, right? Oh, yeah. Yvonne is a freaking master salesperson. (laughs) I mean, she probably took the Dale Carnegie (laughs) courses and whatnot because, I mean, she's... She is quite the... Uh, Zig Ziglar school of... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she manipulates the girls quite well. Well, yeah. we'll see with the exception. But not Rose. 
Yeah. I'm just sticking with her PF flyers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she just said, I'm glad you brought that because I hadn't written that down. Yeah, I meant to look that up. Are, did you, have, are you aware of the brand PF flyers? Oh, are you? And in fact, so again, every once in a while, like something will be happening like within our Golden Girls world, mm-hmm. and then I'll encounter it in my real life as well. Oh, okay. Um, so the PF flyers recently. They were gone for a few years, but they recently came back. New Balance purchased them oh, about okay. a year or so ago. And so now they're making them again. And basically, they look like Chuck Taylors. Oh, okay. Except they have a, a small stripe on the back heel, kind of like a Teva. And they're really, like, good-looking shoes. And I was like, oh, I should get me a pair of those. But they were, like, 60 bucks. And I was mm. like, well, that's, you know, a little pricey just to, you know, wear to meet with you guys. Right. Um, <laughs> well, you can wear it to aerobics. A yeah, I could. I could. But so, and here's the odd part. Um, at lunchtime, my wife and I walk down to this coffee shop there on Main Street in the town in which we live and get a cup of coffee. And it's nice. Well, the other day, we went and we walked down after school. Like, well, after school had let out, but okay. before we picked up our daughter. And it was just crawling with like emo hipster high school kids. <laughs> and. One of them was complimenting the one guy was complimenting this other guy about his PF flyers, mm. <laughs> saying how cool they were. <laughs> and I wanted that's to, freaking crazy. I wanted to jump right in. I was like, oh, he's got the Rosen Islands on. <laughs> but, have, you know, no good can come from talking to the youths, <laughs> so I didn't. How much do you think it would have hurt that kid's street cred if he'd been like, oh, look, it's the same as mine? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the extra wides because the blood just collects down in your tootsies? <laughs> yeah, did you get the orthopedic sole as well? Like, I got them as a little treat for myself for my colonoscopy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spring in my step. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, PF Flyers are back, and you can get them on Amazon for like 60 right bucks. Very nice. Again, they just look like Chuck Taylors. If anybody out there has a pair of PF flyers, please send us a picture of it. Yes. Rocking the rose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Blanche says, yeah, uh, when she you know says no one would take the cheaper brands, Blanche says, oh, well, we'll take them. And then Yvonne immediately tries to go into a list of all the other workout accessories they're going to need. Uh, Dorothy stops her, though, when she mentions leg warmers. Yeah. This is actually my favorite line here. Yvonne says that they're going to need something to keep their thighs warm. And uh, says, yeah, what do you use currently? Dorothy replies, friction. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was my favorite Dorothy line for sure. The yeah. Ep- or, yeah, the episode. What confused me, though, is she said, keep your thighs warm, mm-hmm. which is your upper leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where your legs would rub. But leg warmers are on your calves, aren't they? Well, I mean, I suppose you'd have leg warmers anywhere on the legs. Um, but I feel I like she specifically said thigh warmers mm-hmm. at one point. Um, okay, I thought. I think she mentioned, you know, she was mentioning basically something that could cover every inch of the body. Yeah, <laughs> so. all right. Maybe I misheard, but I... mm. anyway, funny yeah. line regardless. Yeah, good line. <laughs> Uh, she then says that like, like, oh, I wasn't listening. I was too busy writing my recap. <laughs> hey, it was the second time I watched it. I'm sure she said leg warmers though. She okay. definitely stopped her leg warmers, but okay. she probably did say because she did lot like list off like uh-huh. you know, headbands, wristbands, etc. Right. Uh, she then says that uh, she thought they were serious, but you know, not to worry. Just wear your sweats. You know, real <laughs> condescendingly. Right. Dorothy says, that, no, 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 we do want all those things. Yeah. <laughs> but Rose says, I don't. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with my uh, own outfit and my PF flyers yeah. and that she would see him in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yvonne then continues uh, to upsell him with a variety of extra items 
including the sports bras, sports bra, to minimize jiggle. Mm. Blanche comments that she thinks she may be missing the point of having breasts. All right. <laughs> now we have a small scene change. We see several of the lady, several ladies, in a padded gym room, uh, start stretching and warming up. Uh, we see Rose enter in her all gray outfit, and she begins to just do the same. Uh, moments later, though, Blanche and Dorothy enter in ridiculous shiny outfits. Yeah. Very 80s flash dance style. Yeah, Rose's outfit was pretty much on par with what the other people were wearing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's probably one of the more famous scenes from the Golden Girls. As far as things you see in memes and whatnot, <laughs> them in those outfits are pretty well known. Yeah, yeah and it's all glittery like they've got sequins all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose sarcastically comments on how nice their outfits are. And they both reply again in, in tandem, shut up, Rose, <laughs> which is a pretty common yeah. line for them. <laughs> Yvonne bounds into the room enthusiastically and starts to guide the women in uh, some warm-ups and leg stretches. Yeah, a good 10 seconds of stretching. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't need any more than that. <laughs> or maybe we do. We'll find out in a moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she then has them get up and perform, like you said, a variety of very bouncy uh, animated movements until she gets a Charlie horse. Right. Rose, of course, believes this is part of the uh, the routine and grabs her own leg like she's you know in pain. Dorothy yells at her though that Yvonne just has a cramp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we return to present, and we see Blanche uh, lamenting that after spending all that money, they ultimately only went to the gym twice. Yeah. Yeah, gyms. I I I don't think I've ever been part of a gym as an adult. Um, <laughs> like we were part of the Y when I was a kid, and, and <laughs> yeah. I we were there all the time. Yeah, I, I got a lot of use out of that membership <laughs> when I was younger. Um, but as far as as an adult, <laughs> I don't know. But I've always heard that they, at least certain gyms, um, have a reputation for being famously difficult to get out of <laughs> your membership once you sign up. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a little bit reluctant yeah. to a, at least any that would have that kind of a membership yeah. uh, contract type yeah, of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You been anything like that, Brent? Yeah, I, I'm currently a member of Planet Fitness mm. and everything. So um, they've got a real easy one, though, right? You can just quit yeah, any time. Yeah. Um, I like in order to get like the crazy, crazy low discount, I had to like prepay, um, but it was like a reduced rate, and it was for like basically it was like 18 months for the price of eight months. Oh, but that's you have to, a like, really good discount. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's one of those things that I think. It's good and it's bad. Like it's bad because because I'm not paying for it monthly, so I no longer have like an impetus to go. Oh, you know? okay. oh yeah. So it's just harder. But it's it doesn't also quite kick you in the butt as much, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also just and because, you're like, I got ten months free. What am I yeah, complaining yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> um, and just with COVID this will just be a month I don't use. Not really in the mood. Yeah, I don't blame you. But I read once that um, like that's how they stay in business. Like the people who pay twenty dollars a month. You know, they just break even on, and all of their profits derive from the people who pay ten dollars a month and don't go. Oh, well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, because yeah. if you figure most of the time when you're in a gym, it's not packed. It's, yeah, you yeah. know, but uh, but they have a lot of equipment in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm sure they have to carry a shit ton of liability insurance yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. So, exactly. So yeah, it makes sense. They'd have to make their money by people not using their equipment <laughs> yeah. more than the people who are all using it. When so. me and Nicole were nights many years back, we. We had a membership at Bally's, and we actually went fairly often. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things is they had free child care. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like during the mornings. And so we you have some? No, uh, I'll let you finish first. Uh, but, yeah, we went quite a bit for a while there. But uh, when our financial situation changed, we wanted to get a house. Mm-hmm. We had to get out of the contract. Mm-hmm. And they've got crazy restrictions, kind of like what you were saying, mm-hmm. where you've got to pay, like, so much 
uh, and stick to it. But we were able to break the contract because we we're moving out of town. Oh, okay. And uh, out just outside, basically, of their <laughs> yeah. little range. Yeah. And uh, we we're like, ha ha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked out, and then we got fat. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> we so, win. <laughs> right. Was that the one there on Thirty One? Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, turn into a, a business church. building now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like. Many years later, um, I spent social time with the lady who worked there. Oh, really? And I guess they like literally like put boards over the old pool <laughs> and really? put carpet down and everything. And she said it's very drafty in uh, that part of the thing. I bet, yeah. Um, but back to when it was a bally, so I joined as well. And it was always busy. It was. I, like it was like yeah, constantly like packed. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, whenever you say a woman that you spent social time with, it. Always sounds to me like a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to protect their good reputation. <laughs> I like enough. the term social time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it is a prostitute, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> maybe especially. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if she still works there. So maybe she has turned uh, an, an older profession. <laughs> but at the time, she was gainfully employed. Well, whenever I drive by that place, I think it's called, I don't know. I Rev can't remember. Revlon. Yeah. It looks like a church. Um, I mm. mean, at least like the, their sign they have out front. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they converted the valleys to be in a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's an office building, like right? One of those modern mega churches. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Rev One, it's like be like, oh, I'm, I'm Rev One. I'm the Rev One. <laughs> the reverend of this. <laughs> well, back. I think it was the temple of the body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> so we walked past um, this church. Uh, we walked into that same coffee shop. My wife and I walked past this church and the sign up. Like, we've never seen anybody ever in there, but every once in a while they'll have a sign up's like revival this week or, you know, vacation Bible school or whatever. But like the uh, sign out front, it's like, the Reverend L. R. Terwilliger. <laughs> it's a great name, right? <laughs> it's something so horrendously old timey. <laughs> you just get the biggest kick out of it. We're like, what do you think the L. R. stands for? Uh, it's like left, right. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Well, that's great, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, if you're ever on the south side of Indianapolis in the Greenwood area, keep an eye out for the Rev 1 building and you'll get all these references. Yeah. <laughs> they get it. They get mm. it now. Yeah. Just south of the Buca de Pepo. Yeah. <laughs> get right. yourself an $8 meatball as you <laughs> go down memory lane. Right. Our memory lane, but still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we turned to prison. And like I said, Blanche laments the fact that they only spent, you know, um, all that money and, and went twice. Dorothy notices that Sophia is now busy preparing more food and asks what she's making. Sophia responds that she's making double fudge amaretto ricotta cheesecake and says that it'll, it's sure to put the pound back on her. Mm-hmm. Rose uh, happily asks, kind of like, you know, that sounds good. You know, what's in it? <laughs> yeah. Dorothy tells her that uh, all this food, you know, she's trying to eat is just silly and that, uh, you know, it's, it's a waste of her time. Sophia gets back into... Uh, Onto the scale, though, and says, yeah, nope, I'm still 98 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blanche says that uh, she can't remember when she weighed that little, uh, probably college. Dorothy foolishly asks, you know, where she uh, went to college, the University of Jupiter. Yeah. Side note. 
you know, the comment obviously makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually quite <laughs> antithetical <laughs> to the point she's trying to make about weight. All right? So am I, I'm guessing here that you're heavier on Jupiter? That is exactly right. <laughs> Considerably heavier. It's like 138 times the mass of Earth, which, you know, and, and even then, there's no surface. It's a gas giant. Mm. So you couldn't stand on anything to be heavy. Yeah. What a dumbass. <laughs> I know. I know. I was disappointed in that line. Yeah. Like the only thing I took away from it is like <laughs> why did they go with Jupiter instead of Mars? I don't <laughs> like, know, but I didn't take it as deep as you did. So <laughs> kudos to you, Carl Sagan. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess it, it, it probably would have worked out better if she'd been like, "Where'd you go to college at the Moon or something like yeah, that?" that yeah. Been, yeah. So, are there other planets in our solar system that are, have a, a lower gravity than us, like Mercury, oh, sure, yeah. perhaps? Uh, uh, Mercury and Venus. Well, Venus is slightly smaller than us, so it'll, oh, okay. be, it'll be comparable. A little longer. Mars is considerably smaller. Mm, okay. How's Uranus? Say what? How's Uranus? <laughs> Quite a bit larger. Nice. But um, from uh, from Jupiter out, they're all gas giants. Gotcha. So yeah. I don't know that there's a solid core of anything to speak of, but the outer layers are all gas. Saturn? Yeah. Saturn doesn't have a solid core? Um I don't. I, if it is, it's it's not anything that we're used to, like on the rocky planets. Mm. The four the four inner planets are all rocky. Oh. But. My, my dad and me and the boys went to Texas recently uh, uh-huh. to see the Colts play the Texans. I just learned this. Yeah. And, and while we were there, uh, we Good went to game. the yeah, it was uh, we crushed them. And while we were there, we saw the um, went to the Houston Space Center, uh-huh. uh, which is I think you know one of only two you know operational space centers uh, yeah. you know in the U.S. right now. Yeah. And uh, they had a shirt there that I enjoyed that said uh, uh, Uranus, the original gas giant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought that was a fun shirt. I did not purchase it. I didn't think it was fun enough to uh-huh. spend the 30 bucks or whatever yeah, exorbitant yeah. price they wanted for <laughs> it. But, but I enjoyed looking at it anyway. Did you get any like, souvenir? Uh, well, Liam got – I didn't – personally get any souvenir from there liam got a an astronaut stuffed bear um, okay. from there and joey yeah. got some astronaut uh like freeze-dried type uh yeah yeah treats yeah. um mm-hmm. so it was, yeah it, it was a really good uh, good time and it was a pretty cool place we saw mm-hmm. a, a uh, you know rocket that was the size of a football field mm-hmm. so that was pretty wow. neat yeah but. Yeah, I'd recommend it if you're so in the Houston area. So you saw first a football field mm-hmm. and then a rocket the size of a football exactly because we needed to see the football field first so we could compare it. Exactly, yeah. you're uh, like how big is a hundred yards? Right. Well, <laughs> we saw we, we saw that before the game. So oh, then okay, when yeah. the Colts would make a touchdown, I'd be like, wow, I know how long they had to go to get there. That's more <laughs> impressive than I originally thought. Uh-huh. That's so. a rocket length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, so carry on with your recap though. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Crazy Jupiter comment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Rose brings uh, back to the conversation, uh, to the pro- brings the conversation back to the problem at hand. How are they going to look good for this party? <laughs> Dorothy states that maybe they don't have to diet, or maybe they just have to diet and just watch what they eat. You like you lose your place with your tiny, tiny font, and then you're like moving your ruler up and down. You're like a half step away from having to getting like a jeweler's monocle, <laughs> putting it in your eye. Well, I paraphrased what I was saying instead yeah. of following it, so uh-huh. that was my fault. Gotcha. Yeah, you Since, can paraphrase. I do. Instead of well, and I normally if I was to use my uh, ruler, I'd like kind of follow more closely. Mm-hmm. But we kind of ad libbed a lot, and yeah. so I lost my place. Well, Ski's so worried about the conservation of paper, you yeah. know, with his tiny font. I imagine eventually he'll just come in with one of those, you know, like flat magnifying glass type mm-hmm. things that you can just put over the top. Um, exactly. <laughs> to exactly. magnify his entire sheet of paper. That's a brilliant idea. I think eventually he's just going to get it down to like um, 
middle school final exam style. He's got a three and a half by five <laughs> index card. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all my all my cheat sheet answers. Exactly. <laughs> this is all you can have. You can yeah. bring this into the final, but that's it. Yeah. Have you ever seen the? I remember back in like a physics class, we were allowed to have one page full mm-hmm. of like cheat sheet, like formulas and yeah, stuff, like things sure. that are common to yeah. Yeah. Uh, the class. And uh, our teacher had uh, this example that someone had given him from years back. Mm-hmm. And it was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. It had so much stuff crammed in there. It even had artwork like woven into it, like mm. a Disney symbol or something. Uh-huh. And it was just like uh, yeah. some some you know stuff going off at one angle that intersected mm-hmm. with another one. And they still had like enough space to like nicely put like borderlines around all the mm-hmm. different types of event, like uh, categories of yeah. It was it was very amazing. Nice. Were you able to sort of replicate that? Not in the your, slightest. Yeah. I I had a very slipshod attempt. I would imagine I can definitely see Ski where he's like, yeah, I need to study for my test, so I'm not gonna be able to do anything for the next eight to fourteen days because <laughs> I need to design this sheet. And he would spend mm-hmm. so much time coming up with the precise right dimensions for this <laughs> sheet, but then not actually having the time to put the information in it <laughs> exactly. Exactly. that he needed for the test. I, know, like, I, I failed. Had a, I had a finite amount of space, so I used my allotted time to learn shorthand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then I didn't have time left to actually jot anything down. It's like, but if I need to do any court reporting, I'm in exactly. good shape. Right. So. I'll be prepared for the future. Yeah. Exactly. Youngest state certified stenographer. <laughs> Skill learned. <laughs> right. Or achievement unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, she says, you know, how are we going to look good for this party coming up? Dorothy says, well, maybe we just need to watch what we eat. And she then uh, kind of shakes her head talking about the many hungry nights they have ahead of them. Uh, just then, Sophia asked the girls, you know, who's going to want to, who wants to lick the spoon that she had just been using to uh, mix the cake, or the cheesecake mix? Uh, they all immediately scream, I do. Realizing what they had just said and you know the comp- the implications, they kind of turn and look at each other almost shamefully. Yeah. Dorothy then suggests you know maybe they just need to change their hairdo. <laughs> Blanche disagrees and cites the last time they had uh, that brilliant idea. <laughs> right. We flash back again. We see the girls kind of following uh, Sophia into a small salon area, and they are clearly nervous about you know making a change to their hairstyle. Blanche comments that uh, they'll be attending an important event and they want to look. Quote, perfect. Mm-hmm. Sophia says, hey, the man works with scissors, not a sandblaster. <laughs> Dorothy says uh, that in a hushed voice that they really don't belong here and it's just a shop for little old ladies. Uh, she then takes her mother's arm and begins to turn toward the door. They all take like one step in that direction when a man walks through a curtain and asks whose hair he'll be washing first. Again, in tandem, they reply, mine. Mm-hmm. Uh He's an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. I guess they find him quite attractive. He'd make a fine actor, I'll tell you that much. He would. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little busty for my taste. but. <laughs> uh, Blanche says that uh, she should be first as she's the dirtiest. Right. Which is another, that's a really good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy spurts out that you know he's gorgeous, and then he vainly agrees, introducing himself as Eduardo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like an Eduardo to me. More like an Armando. Mm. Maybe an Armando, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought more of an English because he had an accent, didn't he? An uh, English accent. I forget. Last time he was from like Maine or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time he was Vaughn. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember if Vaughn was his first name or his last name last time, but yeah. But uh, Rose tells him that uh, they will need to look their best, and that uh, 
He tells them not to worry, mm-hmm. and that uh, after he works on women, uh, they are transformed into sensuous, vivacious goddesses of beauty. Right. He continues saying that he tried to put all that on a sign, but they charge by the letter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he can say what he wants, but Sophia's Exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he, he talks a good game, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, he sold them all real well. But yeah, Brent makes an excellent point that their one example <laughs> is Sophia. And whether or not they're like, they, they may be fine with Sophia's style, but I don't yeah. think they've ever commented like, wow, you're really looking sexy today, mm-hmm. Sophia. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know. on fire, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Living your best life over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, so if you haven't changed her hairstyle at all, no. of course the series has Well, she? a bit. In the first episode, she was a little more harried. <laughs> than okay, she, maybe. And then yeah. she got a little more high and tight. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he then asked them to describe what they want their look to be. Blanche hands him a magazine clipping that she'd uh, gotten. But he says, oh, no, no, that's the wrong look for you. Uh, he then sits her down in a chair and expounds on the uh, look he envisions for her, mm-hmm. touching her hair and face real delicately. Uh, Blanche clearly uh, turned on by his words and his tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then does the same for Dorothy, calling her a Greek goddess, or she can be a Greek goddess, right. and Rose saying that she's like an earth mother. Uh, I don't feel like being called an earth mother feels <laughs> like that great of a compliment to me. You're very oh, earthy. Yeah, uh, I would, I would, I would take that as a compliment. I mean, he went on, but when I think of Earth Mother, a, at least the image that's drawn up to me is more matronly. Um, oh, see, I think more of like a hippie type thing. I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I feel like if I'm Rose being described as an Earth Mother, I'm thinking uh-huh. more of like, I don't know, Tafiti from, uh, you know, from Moana or something. Uh-huh. Someone who's, you she, know, she, maybe she was just taken as sort of like salt to the earth. Yeah, it could be. Well, he does qualify each of them, though, yeah, too. Yeah, he, he gives more descriptive and that, like that he, does make it sound more desirable. He tells more Dorothy desirable. that she's state, did he say stately or yeah. honest or something? Yeah, something like, like that. Noble. It's, yeah, it starts yeah. off like you're describing a statue of a yeah. you know soldier. <laughs> 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 but then he does you know turn around with the Greek goddess thing. Well, and then yeah. for, for Earth Mother, he says, you know, you know, innocent on the top, but like sensuous right below right, the surface. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Meryl Streep in the bridges of Madison County. There mm. you go. I, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say Meryl Streep looks like an Earth Mother to me. <laughs> like that's that's what I would describe. Exactly. You know, I was on point. <laughs> sure, but I don't know. Like, do you think most women want to be like, oh, you're like Meryl Streep? Um, I mean, Meryl in Streep Bridges is... of Madison County. Oh, okay. Like, I think young Meryl Streep was an attractive lady. I mean, I think she's I mean, an she's, attractive yeah, lady still, now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Earth if, Mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at the point now where I just think Glenn Close is like the poor man's Meryl Streep. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I think I think there's probably a great many roles that Glenn Close, Close lost to Meryl Streep, mm. you know? It's very possible. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think Glenn Close is a fine actor, but I don't know if I could give her that, quite that level yeah. of, uh, of, you know, acclaim. But. Yeah. Well, he then tells them that it's time to take a big last leap or step into Eduardoism. Right. Which we find out what that is. Uh, we flash forward. The girls are all sitting uh, at their individual seats with a, a bowl-style kind of hair dryer over their heads. Eduardo then enters and tells him it's time to reveal another of his masterpieces. Mm-hmm. He goes to each girl and raises the hair dryers, tells them that uh, it's time for them to meet the women they always dreamed they could be. The camera then shows each girl and then pans out to show them all. And all of them have the same poofy haircut that Sophia always sports. Right. <laughs> Sophia says with a satisfied grin, Eduardo, you've done it again. Yeah. And again. 
and again <laughs> as she stands next to each of the girls. Yeah, it's another. I mean, this this episode has two. I would say of the most famous, mm-hmm. just individual images yeah. from the Golden Girls. Um, you know, entire run because yeah. I, I think again, this one of the three of them with mm-hmm. the Sophia haircut <laughs> is, is very much uh, mm-hmm. you know one of their most recognizable mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. Well, and Eduardo just sends Lee kind of stands to the side with a look of pride on his oh, face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I've done it again. <laughs> uh, then we return to present. Uh, Blanche says that she still can't believe that they uh, let her, let, that she talked them all into going to that salon. Sophia says that they looked gorgeous. And Rose says, we didn't even look like ourselves. Let's see if was, Sophia asks, what's your point? Yeah. Uh, they get back to the business regarding how they're going to look good for the party. Sophia says it's you know too bad they aren't in Sicily, that she could solve the problem with a single phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells them about... Uh, Nicodemo the Ugly, yeah. who would uh, look bad next to women in events, uh, so they would look good by comparison. Yeah, I meant to introduce myself as that when I uh, was <laughs> starting the episode, the but I forgot. So, oh, well, maybe next time. Next yeah. time. Next time. Next time, a Nicodemo. <laughs> uh, Rose suggests that they may not even need to uh, worry about their physical appearance. It talks about how improving one's attitude and disposition makes them instantly more attractive. Mm-hmm. Dorothy reminds her that if she's talking about personality-enhancing exercises, they've uh, already had a negative experience with that one as well. Which, I mean, they, they've tried a lot of stuff, I guess. Right. Uh, Dorothy is, uh, we know, flashback, Dorothy is sitting on the couch, upset because she can't uh, balance her checkbook. When Sophia walks in, Dorothy figures it'll be okay, as she's only off by a few pennies. Right. Sophia says that, you know, back in Sicily, a few pennies could make the difference between owning a gun and placing bullets into your victim manually. Yeah. Which I, I thought was a very odd thing to say. Yeah. She never qualifies what victim means. Right. Well, I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> is, is there, are you defending yourself, or are you just going around murdering, like, if I had a few more pennies, mm-hmm. I could go kill people, yes? Well, I mean, I don't think she's saying that you could or could not kill somebody. I just think she's saying that when you're going to kill somebody, the extra pennies mm-hmm. make the difference between having the gun or inserting the bullets into the manually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think either way you go, the pennies don't make the difference between you <laughs> killing someone, just the ease in which you kill someone. I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so what, we just press it into someone? Yeah, I guess so, like into their temple <laughs> or Stay <wherever>. still. <laughs> Stop squirming. I'm trying to slowly press this bullet into mm-hmm. your body. I mean, that's where you really are earning it, though, mm-hmm. in all honesty. So I guess you're right. You could at least maybe get like a hammer or something to hit the back. Right. But then you're risking hurting yourself, too, I guess. There are certainly easier ways to kill a person than inserting a bullet into them, even <laughs> without a gun. <laughs> but um, Here, drink this. Mm. Feels like I drank a bullet. What? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, as odd as that was, it convinces Dorothy to try one more time. Uh, but she says that there's nothing that she hates more. Uh, just then the doorbell rings, and she opens it to see Stan. She says, I spoke too soon. As per usual, he introduces himself. You know, hey, it's me, Stan. Yeah, literally, she answers that he's looking right at her, <laughs> and he says, hey, babe, it's me, Stan. Um, I, I, I mean, I know at this point <laughs> it's just part of his shtick, yeah. but it's, I still find it somewhat annoying. He didn't clarify that. <laughs> Say what? Herb likes a catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't qualify as though that he is actually the new Stan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asks if she can see his you know, glow, like light radiating, radiating off of him. And Sophia pipes in saying it's just the porch light glaring off his bald head. Uh, hearing a voice, Blanche and Rose enter. 
disappointed though to see that it was Stan. He even and he had a great line. He's like, I wanted to share something with my best friends, and Rose says, Then why are you here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, he tells him that he's glad to see them all and wants to share, you know, experience he just had. Dorothy uh, then guesses, though, that he had attended some two-day seminar that helped him come to understand his inner workings. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, well, Mrs. Smarty Pants or whatever, it's a three-day course. Yeah. <laughs> he continues saying that he actually learned a good deal about himself and his habits, uh, why he has uh, trouble committing, and uh, why his business ventures tend to fail. Sophia again interjects, you know, because you're a schmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he explains that you know, in Realizations, which is the name of this, you know, program, he has uh, entered into a fellowship that will always be there for him and care for him. Mm-hmm. He says that he'd like to include all of them in that same fellowship. Uh, they respond in tandem yet again, no. He says that they need to because if he doesn't uh, meet their quota for new enrollment, uh, they'll kick him out and not speak to him anymore. Yeah, and of course he does his classic stand. Almost breaking down the Yeah, team, where yeah. he does that. Uh, he just Every appearance, but not every appearance, but uh, as is most typical, this appearance, <laughs> you know, he continues to do nothing to endear to stand to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's had a couple where I've been like, ah, he's not so bad, but the vast majority have been. Just like this, yeah. Yes. Uh, he falls to his knees and begs them to hear him out. Dorothy reluctantly agrees. Stan says, you know, we should all go somewhere and relax and grab a bite. Mm-hmm. Blanche says that she'll go change, but he, you know, clarifies saying that, I just meant the kitchen. And then uh, he hopes that they have cheesecake. Right. <laughs> Dorothy angrily kicks him out saying that he, she's tired of his freeloading. Uh, he confronts her saying that she has a lot of hostility and, and mistrust. He then adds that, you know, after all that, he's going to need some steak with that cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then probably kicks him out the rest of the way. But as he leaves... He uh, hands Dorothy the brochure. Blanche uh, kind of balks at the idea that Stan, you know, could even help them. Uh, Rose states that he did have one good idea, though. And they're like, "What's that?" And she says, "Cheesecake." Yep, cheesecake <laughs> number seventeen is coming in. They all get up and head to the kitchen. Sophia tells them that if uh, they can get past the overly cheesy aspects of the brochure, it actually does sound kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she reads a line: "The unexamined life is a w- is a life not worth living." Rose says that that sounds very deep. Sophia explains that if she likes it, uh, they have a turban-shaped nightlight that, uh, with that slogan printed on for <laughs> only seventeen ninety-five. Very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy claims that uh, the Swamis are all just out there to make an easy buck. Sophia challenges her theory, saying, "Oh yeah, well how about you describe your best friend?" Mm-hmm. Right. And she starts rattling off a few characteristics as Blanche and Rose kind of simultaneously kind of try to swing her vote in their way. She says that uh, her best friend is someone that she could confide in with secrets. And Rose asks, oh, you mean like uh, the time you dented Blanche's car and blamed it on the grocery store bag boy? Mm-hmm. Blanche uh, then talks about, oh, no, no. It's when uh, Dorothy went skinny dipping with Rose's cousin, Lars, before he stepped down as the uh, preacher. Right? right. The two girls argue that she's been you know, talking about one or the other of them. But Dorothy says that, no, they're wrong. That she's talking about both of them. Mm-hmm. And how, how could she possibly ever choose between either of them? Blanche comments on how sweet that sentiment is, and that it gives her a tingly feeling. And she excuses herself to uh, go slip under the covers and enjoy that feeling, which is <laughs> a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like she's just going to, you know, pleasure herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose says that she can, you know, after uh, Blanche had exited, she can tell the truth now that it was really her that she was talking about, and it'll be their little secret. 
Dorothy says, oh, like that in the Denton Blanche's car? Mm-hmm. Rose's face kind of drops, and she says, oh, yeah. And then she exits also. Sophie then says that she's a big liar and that, you know, she is her best friend. Dorothy agrees that, yeah, her mother is her best friend, and just like she is hers. Sophia then kind of laughs, saying, that's ridiculous. You know, I'm, you're not even my favorite kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now she and I thought you know initially she'd be talking about Phil, but then she goes on to just talk about other children that yeah. were friends of Dorothy's that she liked better than Dorothy in the neighborhood. So, yeah, she didn't mention Trudy though. She did not, or Virginia, <laughs> right? She suggests you know she pick Trudy. up a check. Say what? Oh, Trudy. <laughs> hey, leave Virginia alone. <laughs> love that song. I love that song so much. She's Do you know who wrote it? I know I don't know who wrote it. I mean, I assumed uh, you know Rod Stewart, but uh, mm-hmm. who, who wrote it? That's a Tom Petty. Oh, really? Yeah, very nice. Uh, now, did he perform it before uh, Rod Stewart, or um, it was one that he'd written for the Wildflowers album, okay. and then when he paired it from a double album down to a single album, it was one of the songs that he sort of gave away. Oh, okay. And yeah. Rod Stewart got that one, and then when they did the big reissue of Wildflowers a year or so ago, Tom Petty's version came out. Oh, very okay. nice. So now, now that you've heard both versions, and I, I was. I guess I don't know which, who you're a bigger fan of between the two, but which whose version of the song did you enjoy more? Um, I'm definitely a bigger fan of Tom Petty, but I think just because you know I spent you know 20 some years listening to Rod Stewart's version, it's the one that I'm you know more akin, partial akin to. to. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's the same way with like Manic Monday. You mm-hmm. know, you listen to the Bengals do it for 35 years, you're like, oh, that's it, and then you hear Prince's version, it's like, man, that's so good, but it's just. Not the version you know and love for right. your entire life. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually uh, watched a side sidebar, but uh, I you watched, watched the sidebar. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I watched watch a salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> Something to sneeze at. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, I watched a video a while back. I talked about. Uh, <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but it was talking about uh, several like really popular songs mm-hmm. that uh, were covers mm-hmm. that you know and most of the time the original mm-hmm. was basically unknown. Yeah, yeah. And there were a few one hit wonders mm-hmm. where their big song mm-hmm. was someone else's song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one that stuck in my head was uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Breaking Heart wasn't his. Uh-huh. He, apparently someone else performed it first. Mm-hmm. It was like another group. Mm-hmm. And I, I later on looked it up and it, I don't don't really care for either version, to be honest, but uh, I would say if I had to choose one, Mm -hmm. the the groups was better. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that I may have to um, excuse myself from the table because if Ski's referring to Billy Ray Cyrus as a one-hit wonder, Uh then uh, (laughs) he does not love me, period. (laughs) (laughs) What? I completely forgot about that. Please, please, exclamation mark. Um, (laughs) I want to hold you in parentheses. (laughs) That's Dan Baird. I are you sure? Yes. Well, I'm going to have to head at this. <laughs> That's not Billy Ray Cyrus? No. I, I, did he I cover was, that too, maybe? I, if he did, it's I guess it's a possibility, but yeah, um, yeah well, I would have We're going to definitely look that one up. Yeah, it's Dan Baird from the Georgia Satellites. Hmm. Um, but the um, So that Achy Breaky Heart album, that came out the summer that I was doing Driver's Ed. Okay. And um, the two young ladies in the car with me just listened to it nonstop. Oh, no. Um, I probably heard that thing, I don't know, because Driver's Ed was like maybe two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. And the album was probably 40 minutes long. God, so do the math. And yeah, then three times a week for six weeks. <laughs> go, go on. 
<laughs> so that was all. I just wanted to point out that, you know, sometimes covers are not what you think. Yeah, apparently not. So, you know, Dorothy, had, you know, said that her mom's her best friend, and she's like, no, you're not my best friend. Uh, she's suggesting, you know, maybe pick up a check for once in a while. Although I get the impression Dorothy pays a lot. Yeah. Say, why well, maybe let me have my own bank account. That that seems fair. Yeah. Although I don't know. We've seen uh, Sophia be a little bit reckless in spending, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last time she had a bank account, she, you know, cashed it out to buy a pizza parlor. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she then exits, uh, still ridiculing the best friend claim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we return to present. Dorothy uh, is telling them that uh, after Ma blabbed about uh, you know being the best friend, uh, they basically gave her the silent treatment. At least Blanche. I don't know if she said Rose did or not. Yeah. Uh, the oven timer then dings, and Sophia goes to get the cake that she'd been baking. Yeah. Dorothy insists that uh, she can't eat the cake after that big old bowl of pasta she had earlier. Blanche suggests that uh, she's so obsessed with her weight, uh, staying the same, but that maybe she's not as tall as she once was. Yes. Dorothy agrees that they should check uh, and reminds her mother that when she moved in, uh, they had marked on like the door frame mm-hmm. uh, her height, which is something they did at the home, yeah. the home, yeah. uh, to show how her weight was declining, or her height was declining. Rather. Yeah, All right. Uh, Dorothy See, confirms then that, yes, she is a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. See, I guess, so I was surprised by all of this. Like, just the fact that, you know, like, okay, we're just going to say that we marked her height when she came in, <laughs> you know, um, which just seems like an odd thing to do. But, like, the entire episode, I was like, oh, well, they're going to resolve this with, you know, some convoluted thing about how she normally just holds her purse while she weighs herself. Uh, and this time she <laughs> didn't have her purse in her hand. Right. I thought that's where they were going. And that would have like, been no. an equally good yeah. uh, way to go. Yeah, but then they rope-a-doped, and it's like, nope, she's shrinking. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing, too, is it's like, so she didn't shrink in the first 81 years or whatever, but now at age 82, this last year, she went down a pound and an inch. <laughs> but Exactly. You have to get her to Jupiter pronto. Right. <laughs> she can get stretched back out. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, so Blanche says that, you know, this means that she doesn't have to worry about her weight anymore. You aren't even going to take him to task over saying that she'd go to Jupiter to get stretched back out? I guess she could get stretched out a little. Well, no, bit. she'd go the other way, right? <laughs> she because she'd be heavier. Us. She'd oh, get oh, smashed heavier, down. Heavier. You threw down that. It's like yeah. it would crush you because it's one point three eight times. I, mean, I was worried about the safety of uh, Terry Hughes for a minute, and, <laughs> <laughs> and now Brent right across the table throws it out. Sorry, and sorry, I was thinking the opposite. In my brain, <laughs> or, or I probably wasn't thinking honestly. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, naughty Brent. <laughs> Remember your gravity rules. <laughs> My gravity rules? Gravity. Oh, gravity rules. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the gravity of your gravity rules. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the uh, professor there. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, Professor Cooper. So, yeah, doesn't have to worry about her weight anymore. And Rose adds that she probably doesn't have to eat that cake either. Right. Sophia is convinced, though, that they are pretty happy about that last of the two criteria. Blanche says that uh, they can't eat the cake as, you know, they're dieting. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all kind of crowd around the cake, though, looking at it and how delicious it is, or looks. Sophia says, you know, she's just going to go ahead and pitch it since they are on a diet. They shouldn't eat it. Uh, but they all stop her, of course. They remind themselves that they only have two weeks from Saturday uh, for this party. But Rose points out, no, no, the party's on Sunday this year. Blanche, you know, her eyes, like, you know, grow up. Grow up. Her <laughs> eyes like light up. Her little baby eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be creepy. Yeah. She's an anime character. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, her, her eyes get like real big and said, oh, what it, do we have an extra day? 
we can worry about our bodies tomorrow. Right. <laughs> well, is, it they, the, is it the Howl's Moving Castle that has the the talking fire or whatever? Um, I think so. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Um, they've got that on, I think, HBO Max, like a Yule Log mm. clip, and it's just like the talk fireplace oh, thing really? or whatever. That's cool. <laughs> so you can just watch that for two hours or whatever. <laughs> what are you guys right. talking about? Uh, there's a, on Howl's, I, I believe it's Howl's Moving Castle, yeah. but it's definitely one of those Studio Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's okay. like a talking fireplace type All situation. Right. The, the fire itself talks, or the fireplace? It's the fire, I think. Yeah. It's a uh, character. Mm. Okay. Um, Not familiar with that, but I I mm-hmm. do the Studio Ghibli stuff. That's mm-hmm. uh, Sherry loves it, right? Oh yeah, I mean I think we all do, but yeah, Sherry would be more so than the rest in our mm-hmm. little family. Panya loves ham. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sosuke, <laughs> you have to catch me up. Oh, just it's just from Panya. Yeah. From the have you not seen Panya? I don't think so. Oh it's man, so good. There's a great what's, song. What's the one that I've seen most of was playing at your guys' house. Oh, it's probably spirited the, away. Yes. Yeah, that's the one of like Gwen's favorites. The like, looking guy kind mm-hmm. of floats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black robe. Yeah. Panyo and My Neighbor Totoro. Those are the two I've probably seen the most. I don't love My Neighbor Totoro as many as a lot. I mean, I like it, but mm-hmm. it seems like for a lot of people, that's their favorite of the yeah, bunch. Yeah. Um, it, it's not quite that high on my list, but yeah, yeah I, I, I can't say that I've seen. The only one that I feel like I've seen that I was kind of underwhelmed by was probably like Porco Rosso. See, uh, that's one I've not seen, and it seems like it'd be right in my wheelhouse, mm. and I've always been kicking myself that I've not seen it. I mean, it's not bad. It's yeah. just, I don't know if it quite you know, yeah. measures up to the high standards yeah, that yeah, yeah. the rest have, but anyways. Mary yeah, another one that I think should get more love. Mm, I don't think I've seen that one, actually. It's really good. Is really, it really Ghibli good. or Ghibli, or do you know? I always say Ghibli just because it sounds funny. Yeah, I, mean, I that's have what no I idea. say too. But <laughs> I know we're, we're planning to go to we were planning to go to Japan this year for our 20th anniversary. Um, Pretty but, awesome sounding trip, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but with everything that happened, you know, with the, with COVID and all that, we're going to spend that much money on a huge trip like just that. just going to China only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just to Wuhan, um, but so yeah, we, do so your own research, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's <really> funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So we pushed it back and we pushed it back again. But there is a. Uh, so right now it's looking like it'll Sorry. maybe be summer. I shouldn't be laughing that much. No, it was a good. It was, it was a good, good line. <laughs> you absolutely you earned the, your own laughter there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pulling a Brent. That's what we call that. <laughs> yeah. You're very generous with us. You should be generous with yourself. So the too. more I think of it, the more. No, you, you should definitely keep laughing. Um, uh, Mermaiden 34. She wrote in that time mm-hmm. saying that um, you know her and her husband, uh, Merman 34, love, <laughs> love listening to you <laughs> laugh. <laughs> they, they get a kick out of it. So keep it up for those two crazy kids. Anytime, anytime. Did I mention the uh, mer- See, now I imagine her husband as being Merman from He-Man. <laughs> you know, like a half-man, half-fish type of muscly dude. <laughs> I, I think of it as a... Uh, as a Zoolander, he's like, Merman, Merman. <laughs> I don't know you if got... I remember that specifically. So, like, uh, the, he he goes, have you guys both seen Zoolander? Yeah. I've seen it, but it's been a bit. So, <laughs> he goes to uh, uh, work in the mines with his brothers and his dad, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, after the, the extensive day, he's, like, covered himself in all kinds of, like, black, like, soot. And he goes to the bathroom and, uh, cover, he, like, cleans himself off with, like, a billion little cotton swabs right mm-hmm. and throws each one in the trash looks like piled up he goes outside the bathroom and uh the they're all just sitting at the bar drinking a beer and on the uh television up, up top 
a uh, Zoolander ad comes on, and it's like, wetness is the essence, uh, or moisture is the we- essence of wetness or something. I don't know. Mm. An essence of beauty or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm right. butchering it, but anyway, and they all like uh, just kind of like shake their head with <laughs> disgust. <laughs> and uh, his dad says, why don't you go back, Derek, to you know, shaking your wiener in front of people in your dumb mermaid, mermaid outfit? And he turns to his dad and says, Merman, Merman. <laughs> that was a long, long way to get to that. <laughs> you had to set the stage. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> you had to have the entire experience. I know. You started off you're like Ben Stiller was born a young poor boy, and <laughs> exactly, you took us through Zoolander in real time. Yeah. <laughs> probably was actually that, that that scene at least probably. I may have taken longer. Than just <laughs> seeing it. He gave us the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like with the, uh, the extended yeah, the unrated Snyder. edition. <laughs> exactly. I gave you the uh, director commentary over top. Yeah, right. Yeah. I rewatched that again the other day. Um, the big, oh, you the know, Zack Snyder cut? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have yet to watch it. It's yeah, good. Um, it's good. Um, I enjoyed it more the first time than the second time, but it was still really good. I still really enjoy it. Very nice. Yeah, uh, you saw the original Justice League too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, you say it's much better than yeah, the yeah, night and day, night and day. That's four it's hours, weird. is that right? Yeah, yeah. But you said it's broken up, so if you don't yeah. have four hours to sit and watch exactly. it, it's pretty easily digestible. It's, it's got like a prologue and then like six chapters and then an epilogue. Okay. okay. And I remember you telling my, me a little about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. My, my one gripe is like an epilogue. How long do you think an epilogue is? Ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, exactly. This epilogue's like thirty-eight minutes. Oh. <laughs> a little so like a Lord of the Rings, the Return exactly. of the King type epilogue. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like remember all the other movies. Let's cover that real yeah. quick. Yeah. Fair enough, but uh, so, anyways, well, we had a. Th- uh, are we not? We're quite not done? quite done. Oh, quite sorry, done, yeah. sorry. Uh, just a good line at the end. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, she says we don't have to worry about. We have an extra day. We don't have to worry about our day, our body tomorrow. So they all scatter to get plates, forks, and hot fudge. But Sophia says that she'll get the butter, and she may need that to get them all out of the uh, room afterwards. Oh, okay. And that was the end. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that was worth going back. <laughs> yeah, but. Ski wrote the recap, and he's going to write it out to the bitter end. <laughs> so uh, we do only you, have... Do you have a part of it in bold? Like in bold? What do you mean? Like, is that something... I have a few... Like, I've got... Like, down the, like the final oh, line. Oh, close. Oh, just okay. below that. Oh, Sophia is my. Uh, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to tell you why yet. Okay, gotcha. it'll ruin. <laughs> I've already ruined the surprise. <laughs> okay, they'll figure it out, Alan. <laughs> well, we only for an anthology episode. We shockingly only had three guest actors in that one that were yeah. credited. Um, yeah. We had, of course, Herb Elderman. Uh, yeah. This is twelfth out of twenty-five appearances to Stan. So right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we had a uh, Lloyd Bachner as uh, Eduardo. Um, although it's funny because I think he was actually uh, credited as the hairdresser. I mean, yeah. even though he does state his name on there. Yeah. Um, now, this was his second Golden Girls out of two. Um, he was, of course, the actor. Yeah. And, and Patrick Vaughn was his name. Yeah. And then uh, that was the one where Blanche popped her boobies, right? Yep, uh-huh. exactly. The uh, inflatables. Busty. And mm-hmm. then uh, Hillary Shepard was our our lone new guest actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played, of course, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. 66 titles to her name. Three episodes of a Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was her only Golden Girls. She played uh, the role of Diva Tox in multiple different Power Rangers iterations. Mm. And then she also, it's funny, she has the series of movies. I don't know if they're Lifetime movies or what, but it's 
the wrong romance, uh, the wrong friend, the wrong teacher, and the wrong fiance. Wow. Uh, she also <laughs> was in. Are a, they part of a series or? I, I assume. Is she the sort lead of, character in them, or just like the plucky sidekick? Or I, I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't watch them. I, I wasn't that invested in, <laughs> in it. I just thought it was interesting. Well, um, she is our Star Trek. And then she, she did. I, I believe those are different characters in those that she played. But uh, she was also in a couple movies called Deceived by My Mother-in-Law and Mommy's Deadly Con Artist. And she did play the same character in both of those. Nice. So anyways, uh, so Ski, I, I think I know the answer to this question already <laughs> since, since Brent already called you out. But who was your MVP for this it episode? It was Sophia. Yeah. And I thought she had the best uh, zingers and one-liners, as she often does. Fair enough. How about you, Brent? Yeah, I'll go with Sophia as well. That doesn't sound well thought out, a lot like him. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was indifferent towards all of them. I don't feel like your Sophia was in bold as no. his was. <laughs> Maybe italicized at best. <laughs> well, I gave mine to Rose. I thought her, her lines overall were the best in that episode. Um, uh, at least my favorite ones. I think my favorite line of the whole episode was about the the punishment and that the scale had gone oh. through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's. I think that's why I like Sophia the best because of her, you know, normally bounces back in order to get to the 120s. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was my favorite line, so kudos, Sophia. So then, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn for you? I gave it five and a half. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent episode, uh, but it had a shallow premise. I know uh, they've always been, you know, somewhat worried about their appearance in the past, but usually the entire episode is not based on that. Theme. Yeah. And how about you, Brent? How many slices for you? Yes, three. Yeah, yeah it's funny because normally I, I like anthology episodes, although usually there's only been one or two that have really like really risen above the rest. Um, but this one I feel like was my least favorite of the anthology episodes so far. And um, and it's funny because this had two really iconic scenes in it, mm-hmm. but they the actual vignettes that they were part of really weren't that yeah. particularly great. So yeah, I gave it three. Also, it was oh wow, I thought it was an all right episode, but it just you know I, I put it yeah. a little below average. Yeah, I mean like the episode is like various attempts of them trying to improve themselves, but there's nothing wrong with them. Right. You know, it's like okay, so you were good, and then you failed miserably to be better. But it's like well, the consolation prize is you're still pretty good. Yeah, well, and also too, <laughs> and this is splitting hairs, I guess. But that last part about doing self help. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember how that went. Remember we didn't give it a chance at all or try it at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Remember how that failed? Not really. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't really apply to the... Uh, they learned their lesson from Eduardo, you know, because Stan was exhibit A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so not, not a, you know, it's still a worthwhile episode, but more important than this episode, make sure, you know, to go out onto our socials after you listen to this because you should see some... The gifts that the fellows got and that I got and the mints and the and the book that Brent got. And then, of course, our uh, artistic expression mm-hmm. on the Brent will post out there. Very on, excited uh, about mm-hmm. that. I'll try to post it ever. You know, we'll probably post it everywhere. But Brent will specifically be asking for your feedback there on Instagram. So yeah. but if you don't have in- access to Instagram, don't worry. We'll try to put it in yeah. other avenues as well. So but until uh, until then, until next time, stay golden, Coco. Happy birthday, Betty. Oh, wait a second. Happy birthday, Betty. So <laughs> is this dropping on Betty's actual birthday? It is. Oh, it is. It is. Um, Betty White will be 100 years old on the day that this episode drops. So if you're listening to this day of, as a lot of people tend to do, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mermaid 34. I know she specifically mentioned once that she listens day of. Wow. Yeah. 
I so, think most of our regular awesome listeners do listen day of or at least really close. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, well, so then yeah, stay golden, stay golden, Betty. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's a very momentous occasion. I'm glad that you brought it up, and it didn't uh, we didn't end up missing this episode. So yeah. so stay golden, Coco, and stay golden for another hundred years, Betty. Yeah. Kudos to Brent. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.